Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA more at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org. Good morning. Joining us now is Laura Peterson. She is the Executive Director of the Living Earth Center, originally founded as the Center for Earth Spirituality and Rural Ministry in 1996 as a sponsored ministry of the School Sisters of Notre Dame. And it's since been known as the Living Earth Center. Good morning, Laura. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, when did it change to the Living Earth Center and what exactly does that mean? Well, the the school sisters are planners. We know this. They they are quite an organized group of women religious, and they knew that there was going to be changes on the horizon, um, changes that we're you know, kind of looking at now, and approximately four years ago, they said, in order to ensure that their legacy that they started with the Center for Earth Spirituality and Rural Ministry and the community gardens that exist up on Good Council Hill to continue, they wanted to in- invest in the future as us as a, a nonprofit. And so the Living Earth Center was kind of born out of that legacy. The idea would be that we would be able to kind of be become independent so that we could adapt and grow along with a lot of the changes that we knew the school sisters were going to face over time. And so that's kind of how we how we came into existence as a living or center with the roots of the school sisters of Notre Dame and have since grown in so many different directions throughout the community. And it's, it's a really exciting time for us to exist because there's so many different diverse needs that the community has. And we have kind of a, a uni- unique position to be able to fill those gaps. The living center's mission is to seek a sustainable future for all through education, advocacy, and collaboration among all spiritual traditions and diverse cultures. And so what is a sustainable future? What does that mean? Oh, I'm so glad that you asked that. So I think that we often associate sustainability with, you know, this this concept of environmentalism mm-hmm. or gardening or, or farming. And those are that that definitely remains true. I think sustainability is involved in a whole systems approach to how we view working together in in growing. But I, I add an additional thing to that, and it's also this concept of social sustainability. And to me, what social sustainability means is how we can bring people together to share common ground. And the Living Earth Center does that. The way that we do it is the literal sense. We bring people together to grow food, to literally share ground, common ground, you know, the earth and the dirt and and everything like that. But it's but it's also goes beyond that and it's this concept that we have the ability to connect and share our gifts within the community and come together in unison to have these connections, these shared symbiotic connections. Um, and relationships. And so one of the things that I think is so, so important is that in, dish, in addition to growing food, um, which is inherent to the health of, of, our, of the people within our community, we also really focus on growing connections and cultivating those connections and relationships so that we can, we can exist as a resilient community. And so for me, sustainability looks like that shared symbiotic relationship that involves care for the earth, uh, you know, the whole systems, everything that kind of is, is associated with the environment and nature, but also care for each other. And I think that that's a, a huge component of what a thriving community looks like. And Mankato has that. We have a 
diverse and interesting community of people that live here. And I think that the what's represented and what we do um, with the community garden and a lot of our outreach programs really tries to bring out the gifts of, of our di- diverse communities so that, you know, everyone can, can give those gifts. And so everything from activities that we do on our, lately it's been online, mm-hmm. of course, because of COVID, but it's this involving not just gardening, but also these concepts of art and culture and education and communication and ways that we can be better stewards of the planet and of each other. Years ago, I was a community gardener up there on the hill, and my friend Barb Lampson still is, and she's got a number of plots. I have have land now, so I don't do that anymore, but it was a really neat way of meeting people up there and sharing, whether it was vegetables or just information, and I loved it, and Mm -hmm. the community was so diverse. Tell me a little bit about how it's grown, and how big are you now, and and what population do you serve? Oh my gosh. So we are at the fullest we've ever been. Every community garden plot will be full this year. And we have a wait list that's actually quite long this year. How big is that Um, in terms of how many people and how many lots or plots? So we have over 120 community gardeners and their families that that come to utilize the space and about 180 community garden plots. Hmm. Um, And that's on about roughly two acres of space. And the, the interesting thing is, is that, you know, it's, a large space, but that there's a lot of people who have, um, you know, multiple plots and, and everything like that. So what's what's fascinating about the community that gardens at the, the Living Earth Community Garden is that it's as representative of the diverse community that we have here. So when you look at it, there's every age and, you know, cultural background, um, every socioeconomic background, every different religious background that you would see in, in the, you know, the makeup of the people who live here that's represented in the community garden. And so that's what I love. It's it's like a, a mini community in terms of how people grow food. And it's so cool to see how the different techniques and the different ways that people do that and how they share that food that's grown. And so it's, it's just a, a really neat way to connect people. One of the concerns I know is going to be we, there's been talk of the school sisters selling off the property up there. So I'm wondering yeah. how that is going to impact the Living Earth Center and the community gardens. Yeah, I'm so glad that you brought that up. So it, it's no secret that negotiations are underway uh, for the divestment of the school sisters of Notre Dame Good Council property. And, you know, this is part of an uh, an underlying question or an underlying movement that we, we've, we've known is going to happen for years. This is one of the reasons why we became a nonprofit. And I think at this point in time, we're in the same boat as the rest of the community. We were in the process of just waiting to see um, who the potential buyer of the property will be. It's a really difficult time for the school sisters, you know, and their ministries and, and all the people who connect with them on a, on a regular basis. My heart really goes out to the, the community there because this is a, a difficult process for them too. And so I think they're weighing options. They're trying to figure out, you know, what the best move forward is. And at the heart and center of that is how do they make sure that whatever the steps forward are a continuation of their legacy, not only to the environment, but also to the to the community that they've served for such a long time. So as far as Living Earth Center goes, nothing changes. At the moment, we're still this this year is going to be exactly the same. We're still going to plant our plots and tend our seeds and take care of each other. And then in the future, we'll, we'll, we will adapt uh, with whatever changes are determined you know, by the school sisters. It's a really cool time. uh, And I I like to just give a shout out to everybody who's listening. 
But this is the best time to get involved with the Living Earth Center in any way that, that you can. We just actually took over the management of the Blue Earth County Farm, which has been in existence for about 10 years now. Now tell us um, where that is and a little bit about that. Yes, it's right off of Old Highway 66 and Indian Lake Road, right across from Weagle Park, right along the Red Jacket Trail. Is it right? Adjacent you can see Red Mount Jacket. Cato, right? Is you, Mount Cato, yeah. Okay. And so the Blue Earth County Farm has been something that, it's a wonderful opportunity that the county has provided for the, the community members, community volunteers, to, to cultivate food, to grow produce that's donated back into the community. We were able to partner with them starting this year to take over the management of that and to be able to infuse our values and our ethics um, and our, our really our gift of like building community growing spaces to be able to, to do that in this, this new area. So the, the concept of the community farm has been in existence for quite some time, but now Living Earth Center will be taking over this, this new location that it's moved since from the Red Jacket Park and now it's right along the Red Jacket Trail. So we're really excited because this is a great growth opportunity. Um, it's another way that we can kind of extend our roots. And so there's some really cool things that are happening. And even though we don't know what's going to happen with School Sisters of Notre Dame and Good Council Hill, we're fiscally stable and we have every intention of being able to continue on that legacy you know, that started into different parts of the community. So it, it's a really exciting time to get involved, whether that's volunteering at either location, whether that's the community garden or the community farm. It's a really good way to get involved as far as fiscal or in-kind support. This is a, a key time for Living Our Center and we, we're we're going to keep growing. That's just kind of the nature of it all. It's really exciting. One of the things I love about the Living Earth Center is that it's all organic. We're not using chemicals. We're doing the best practices for the soil. So we're not tilling. We're, you know, turning over the soil right. with a spade. And that's just one thing I wanted to make sure we point out that that is something that is a value of the center mm -hmm. in terms of maintaining the earth and keeping it healthy. Yeah. And, and I think it ties into this concept of Earth Week. You know, mm -hmm. there, there are a lot of different ways to approach things. And I, I would say that Living Earth Center looks at it in a regenerative way. We want to make sure that whenever we're, we're doing something in terms of growing or cultivating, that we're doing it in a way that is keeping in mind the, the land in which we're working with um, and, and doing it in, a, in not just a sustainable way, but a regenerative way. So figuring out creative solutions to weed and pest management, mm -hmm. figuring out way, creative ways for water management and and all of those things and so those are ethics that actually were started with the school sisters and we you know we we make sure to continue in, in everything that we do um, but I think that also infuses into this concept of stewardship for for each other and that's one of the other kind of key features to all of it is that when people you know come into the community garden when they will come into the onto the community farm it's inherent and it's so important to us that people find that they're welcome. They feel comfortable and welcome and invited to share that common ground, but also to share their gifts. And so I think that that's a huge part of what we represent. It's not just about growing food. It's about cultivating those relationships and connections so that we can, you know, we can really be uh, in, in symbiotic relationship with everybody. And so I think that it ties in with this concept of Earth Day and Earth Week that this is really what builds strong community and, and resilient community, which is what we represent in Mankato. Laura, you mentioned there's opportunities for volunteers, and you also mentioned that yeah. this these gardens are providing food for the community. 
What type of volunteers mm-hmm. and how does it provide food for the community? Great question. Um, we will take any type of volunteer, okay. whether that's someone who is interested in coming up and you know, <laughs> working outside and getting a little sweaty and muddy. There are pathways to be dug and laid down so that we can manage weeds. There's seeds to be planted. There's weeds to be picked. There's produce to be harvested and then produce to be delivered to our community partners. So right now, those community partners, and I'm sorry, I'm just going to circle back with other volunteering opportunities. Mm -hmm. There's also other things like uh, at the community garden, we have a barn that regularly needs to be cleaned. We have a lot of every so often garbage that has to be taken somewhere. So it's it's all of these things that it's little things that add a lot. Many hands make light work. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a combination of all these things together. And then in addition to that, we are looking for people if they have different items that we're looking for as far as, um, you know, gardening materials or farm materials to reach out to us to say, hey, you know, I have this in a water barrel that I'm, I'm not using, could you use it? And, you know, we, don't, we can't take everything, but a lot of the things that people just think that um, maybe they would give away or something like that are, are things that we could definitely use. Uh, the last thing I'll say is cardboard. Cardboard oh, really? is one of the things that we use the most. Oh. Yes. Um, and as long as the cardboard doesn't have any you know, major plastic on it, we use cardboard in both places on a regular basis as a weed management and a pathway system. So those are, are really big things that go a long way that a lot of people have access to. And then with regards to our community partners, the list is, is getting so diverse and, and big, and we're, we're so excited about that. First and foremost, we work with Echo Food Shelf. And this year, we actually spoke with some of the, the folks that work with their customers there to really have a better idea of what customers are looking for. And we're, we're planting based upon what the, the needs are and what the asks are. So instead of just having a bunch of tomatoes, which might be in excess, we'll have a lot <laughs> or of zu- tomatoes. Or zucchini. Um, but we're also looking at <laughs> zucchini, yep. exactly. We're planting kohlrabi and uh-huh. herbs and broccoli and things that might not be as readily accessible at, mm-hmm. the, at the food shelf, including flowers. That's another thing. Um, we have access to some flowers and herbs that are, are just not as easy to find. So that's one community partner. We partner with the um, Feeding Our Community Partners Backpack Program. And we're this year we're doing kind of an integrated approach where during their summer delivery system, um, we're hoping to actually provide some fresh vegetable and later on in the season, possibly even some fruit from fruit-bearing trees in their food delivery boxes. We partner with Teresa House and Welcome Manor to just make sure that people in transit have the the ability to have access to fresh uh, vegetables. And then uh, Kata House, we work with on occasion as well to make sure that there are there's produce that's accessible. So that's in addition to any other community partners that come about. We've got, I was just in contact with Blue Earth and Nicollet County uh, 4-H Club. Yay. The 4-H community. Love 4-H. Yeah, <laughs> we're really excited. They're, they're going to be doing a pocket pollinator garden at the new community farm location. Um, Mankato My Place does a regular educational program with us up at the community garden. And then we also donate, we make sure that there's food readily available for those families as well. MVAC's Head Start program, we'll be doing an educational program with them in addition to you know food donation and, and accessibility. And then the really exciting thing, we've got two other partnerships um, up at the community garden, which are really exciting. We're, we're going to be doing and we're partnering with MACV, the Veterans Assistance Program, to be able to do a, a monthly, or excuse me, a weekly veterans coffee uh, and donut group. And so we're, we're really excited to be able to, 
to do that and provide that. And then we also partner with Minnesota State University, the College of Allied Health and Nursing, uh, to do an engagement garden for people with dementia and their families and their caregivers, I should say, up at the community garden. So we've, we try our best to, to provide a space that people can come and engage with, with the garden and with the farm and, w- and with other people. Um, and we find, especially during COVID, that was such a huge component of people's health and well-being. Yes. Um, you know, not just on a food security level, but on a, an emotional and mental health well-being, um, you know, level as well. So, and if anybody, I should do a shout out, if anybody is out there that would like to partner as well, we are always looking for you know, further collaboration and partnerships. That's what makes it strong. Well, Laura, um, I, should ha- these connections. I should have you tell or ask you to tell people how can they get in contact or learn more information about the Living Earth Center? Yeah, thank you. Yep. So the the best way is to go to our website, uh, livingearthcentermn.org. You can always uh, reach out via email. And our, our email address and phone number are actually listed on there. That's a little bit easier than saying email. But you can find out more information as well as our programs. The last shout-out that I'm going to give is our summer uh, workshop and program series. Um, we're, we're really excited because we were awarded a grant through the Prairie Lakes Regional Arts Council to provide a program called Community Common Ground Series. Oh. And the idea behind this is that it's a virtual, virtual event this year up until it's safe for us to gather. But the idea is that we're bringing uh, people from very different... Uh, we're bringing two different topics that are very different and unrelated together. People would share a topic, would share, give a presentation on a topic, and and then another person would give another presentation on a topic during this during the same night. And the idea is to figure out what the commonalities are. What where's the common ground in these two very different po- topics? So we've had topics selected so far punk rock and pollinator garden Um, nice we're going to be doing (laughs) i think our first one coming up in may is going to be sacred sites and speechless film wow um and so the idea is how in a community do we have these interesting things that are happening and what is the what where's the cross-pollination where are the ways that these things can connect and so it's kind of like a unique uh a unique cultural kind of program that we're interested in sharing. So that's going to be coming up um, May through August. Okay. Um, And then in addition to that, we're doing our How to Survive the Zombie Apocalypse workshop (laughs) series, which is essentially (laughs) what we usually offer, but in kind of a fun way. And that talks about everything. This will be on a monthly basis. We're going to be offering classes from everything from Gardening 101, uh, which is actually coming up uh, next week, I believe. Gardening 101. Um, all the way to how to can, um, how to conserve water. We're going to be integrating bow hunting 101 into that um, and medicinal plants and healing. So it's this concept of after this last year, um, when things got a little crazy, you know, maybe some of these skills are, are important skills to learn. And so we figured we'd have a little fun with it, um, but at the same time kind of in- introduce people to some of these regenerative skills and self-sufficient skills that we think are so important to to being in a sustainable society. So that is, those are all starting in the coming weeks and people can find out more on the website. Wonderful. Well, Laura Peterson, the Executive Director of Living Earth Center here in Mankato, it sounds like you have a lot going on and I really hope people uh, yeah. will recognize the importance of how you are connecting people with each other and the earth and and everything, how it's all works together. And I hope that you'll get some volunteers of folks listening and maybe just helping make things a little better for everyone. 
Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks so much for for letting us uh, share, and uh, we hope to see you out there at some point in the garden. It's a good place to go play. It is. Looking forward to it. (laughs) Thank you so much, Laura. You have a great day. Thank you very much. Yep, bye-bye. Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union. With two locations in Mankato since 1934, it pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA. More at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org.